I'm so excited to teach this class because I know that there are a lot of people struggling based on the information that I've been receiving in my emails and my DMs. The issue though is that everybody usually has to, they're dealing with their kiddos and everything, but there's not going to be a replay. So I'm glad you were able to make it. All right, so I see Ramona, I see Lauren. Um, already, like I said, I see people that are going to be coming in and out just because of getting ready for dinner and everything. You are in the right place if you are here to learn how to protect your energy. Um, this is an important class that I teach from time to time, at least once a year, because I feel like a lot of people struggle with you know being connected to negative people or maybe negative situations some that you do have control over some that you may not however you you take on this energy and you end up feeling drained or maybe you end up feeling depleted or you give a lot because people know that you're compassionate and they just take and take and take and at the end of the day you have nothing left to give to yourself so if you struggle with any of these things I really feel like the information that I'm going to give you tonight is going to be helpful for you to be able to move forward and just as a caveat for those of you that are in the personal mastery um, membership even if you um, are watching like everybody else won't have access to the replay. So if Lauren, um, Ramona, you may need a pen and paper here, but for those of you in the membership, this will be in your portal for a replay. So a little bit about me, because I don't know if I know the two of you that are on live right now. My name is Yashika. And I founded Yashika's Intuition uh, about a decade ago. And the reason why I founded it was because I had gone through a personal tragedy of my own um, and it's centered around me feeling like I had made it right because we're taught we go to school, we get a good job, we get married, we get the house, we get all of the things. And in an instant, all of that fell apart. It fell apart. My marriage fell apart. Um, I had quit my job because of my marriage and dynamics in my marriage and everything. And so at the end of the day, when I was, when I found myself looking toward a divorce and not having anywhere to live because I was not about to keep that new mortgage all by myself and not having a job. Everything that I thought mattered, I learned it, it can all be taken away in an instance. And when it was taken away or when it fell apart, I'll say it that way, I didn't know who I was anymore. And it led me to start seeking other things because all of the things externally that we have been taught that are so important to us are only the bonus, right? The abundance that we get to experience. But what it is that is truly important is us creating that inner foundation so that no matter what we're going through, we live a better life. And so I went through that journey through not only the intellectual piece, because as you can see, I'm a nurse leader, um, MBA, master's in leadership, all of those things. But I also am a human too. And so the transformational coaching and the mindset shifting that I do is primarily tied to the spiritual work that I did to heal myself around energy healing, Reiki, what have you. Because I feel like in success, as we move forward, especially as women, we start to move into this masculine container, which is very focused on this pushing and this external stuff but we forget that we have this power to turn inward. And when we combine those two together, that's what makes us powerful. And so I'm very, I'm very passionate about helping you lead 
a more empowered life and a more purposeful life and a more powerful life where you're full of abundance. And to me, the way that you do that with ease is you combine your intellect and your intuition to help you get ahead. So in this class, I'm gonna show you how you can protect your energy. So, and by the end of our time together, you're gonna to learn what energy is, you're gonna learn how it works, and then you're gonna learn how to create the boundaries that are gonna help you protect your energy. I also want you to stay with me to the end. It's not a super long, intense class, but the information inside of the class is very powerful and that's what counts, the value is there. But I also have an additional gift for you at the end of the class. I want you to get rid of any distractions. Um, I know that we all think that we can multitask, but I'm here to tell you and what I coach is that if you want to do things optimally and if you want to get the best experience out of things, you cannot focus on two things intently at the same time. And this is a small moment of your time where you're probably going to learn a lot of things about energy, negativity, the way that we interact as humans, the way that we interact in our surroundings, that's gonna be very powerful in helping you improve your personal peace as well as your relationships with the people that you care about or the people that you have to interact with. So the first thing that I want us to understand is what energy is for the purposes of this discussion. And we all know that we're a physical being because we can see ourselves when we look in the mirror, right? And that's primarily the way we've been taught to gear the way that we see the world through our five senses. What do we see, taste, touch, feel, all of that. But there's more to us and there's specifically a layer that is super powerful if you can learn to understand it that you can feel and you can tap into before you even are able to experience things with your five senses and that's energy. We all emit a sort of um, energy and that energy is determined scientifically by the fact that we are on an atomic level vibrating, you know, um, protons, neutrons, all the stuff that we learned in physics. So we're vibrating and those vibrations emit energy but because we are also energetic beings, some things that make your energy different than my energy, because we're both human beings, right? Are our thoughts and our frequent, or excuse me, our thoughts and our feelings. And our thoughts and our feelings and all the things that are going on physically and scientifically all emit what is called a frequency. So you may have heard this before. You may have heard people say, you know, I'm just picking up on negative energy which would be low frequency, or you may hear things like vibes. This is what they're talking about in the energetic or we can say spiritual sense. I want you to pay attention to this because uh, there's a couple things going on with this picture that's gonna be very important for you to understand. I teach this to my students when I'm teaching them energy healing for you to understand what is happening when you are interacting in a situation or a, a, you know, in a relationship. Number one, when we're saying low frequency, we are saying these slow, dense moving vibrations that are being emitted, this frequency that's being emitted, not only from low frequency or low vibrational um, emotions, which I'll show you in a moment, 
but also just by the way that you show up with your thoughts, right? Um, and if you look across here, some of you may be familiar, some of you may not. Coincidentally, the vibrations that you are putting off as a human being and your energy imprint because of your thoughts, your emotions, and you know, just your physical health, your physical well-being correspond to chakras, correspond to security over here. Um, if you feel safe over here, all the way up to a spiritual enlightened person that is self-actualized and vibrating at a higher frequency. So I want you to understand the mind-body connection, but I want you to also understand it in a scientific way. So that when you hear people using these words and terms that may seem esoteric, you're able to understand them a little bit better. Um, just also, I forgot to mention, Throughout this um, discussion, I will be looking in the chat box. So if I'm talking about anything that you want me to clarify, I will pause a few times to make sure that there are not questions. So feel free to type your questions in the box. All right, so we briefly looked at this picture here that's explaining it on a, a high level, a broad level. Now, if we go into this for our own frequency and our through our emotional and our mental state and we compare it to even the people that we go to work with, the people that we bump into in the grocery store, the people that we're in a relationship with, what you're going to find is what I just showed you. If you look down here, there's emotions and there's mental states that correspond with these lower vibrational frequencies versus emotions and mental states from people that vibrate very high. So if you are say, and it could be you too, right? If you or the people around you feel shame or guilt or apathy, or maybe they're grieving or going through a hard time where they feel fearful or have imposter syndrome or all of these things that are closer to the lower part of this um, diagram, what you're gonna notice is that they don't have a high vibe and they don't have a high frequency. And we know that, right? So I explained that this is important because when you are walking into this room and you feel something is off, your energy can be taken away from you before you even make any interaction or contact with anybody through these things that are being emitted. And we all know we've been in a room where you know, either somebody can walk in a room and the, the air, it feels like the air just got sucked out of the room and maybe the room felt good and airy and light and then all of a sudden it felt heavy. This is why the, the person that maybe changed the dynamic of the room or maybe what's going on in the room could have changed into this type of a state, which impacts the energy in the room. The same way with if you have somebody that is more high vibrational, maybe they're just neutral. Maybe they are in love. Maybe they are happy. Maybe they're at peace. Maybe they're very spiritually enlightened. We also know those people when they step in the room because they emit a sort of energy and a frequency off of them that makes the things around them very uplifting. It makes them attractive. It makes you want to be around them. Um, and, and you're going to understand why by the end of this conversation. Um, another reason why I put this diagram in here is because I want you to understand that it's not always what people say or the way people act 
that is going to be indicative of what it is that you'll experience with them. When you can learn to master yourself and be in a state where you can pick up on this energy in an appropriate way, you know, we're all empaths in here and, you know, picking up on energy, but when you can do this appropriately, not only are you able to protect yourself once you're in a circumstance and you are interacting, but you can also learn to protect yourself beforehand because you can start to feel out the energy that is around you and you can start to respond and prepare and be more proactive accordingly. There is an immutable law and mutable means this cannot change. It doesn't change. It's a part of a natural law. No matter what we try to do as human beings, this will never change. There is a law called the law of vibration. And this law states that nothing is at rest. We learned this when we were teenagers or preteens and everything is moving and everything is vibrating. And at the most fundamental level, the universe and everything which comprises it is vibratory energy manifesting itself in different ways, be that a chair, be that a human, be that a light, be that a table, whatever. And when we look at those things on a microscopic level, we can see that even when those little particles are moving, there's space between those things, even if when, our, when we look at it with our eyes, they appear solid. So the, inner, the universe has no solidity as such. We are all energy and we are all in a constant state of vibration. Here is another immutable law that I want you to understand. <laughs> I'm calling it immutable because I haven't seen it go in, um, the other way around. And usually this type of a... This type of a law will help you understand if you have to be in situations with people that are low energy or you're low energy, why you can't climb out of this energy no matter what you try to do. So another immutable law about this energy is that it moves from high to low. So it moves from this way, high vibrational um, enlightenment, love, joy, and it usually moves this way. There, even though the lower energy of people coming into a room can impact you, it is usually not because you are picking up their energy. What they are doing is taking this high vibrational energy and sucking it into their aura, making the other person, you, me, whoever that's high vibe and interacting with them, low vibration. I want you to understand this because a lot of the times we feel like we can go into a space or we can continue a relationship or we can continue participating day in, day out in circumstances that we don't like long-term, be it, you know, I've been there where I didn't like a job and every day I was high vibe until I got to that job and I would try to keep my energy as high as possible but I couldn't do it no matter how hard I tried. And this is what you need to understand. This is why. The reason why you cannot do it is because high energy likes to move from high to low. So if you are with people that have a low vibe, whether you know it or not, whether you are conscious of it or not, your high vibrational energy is being sucked into a lower vibrational state. 
if you are in a situation like I was where you just keep dreading going to the same job every day and you won't do anything about it, but you expect it to change, it probably won't change if the situation you're in is low vibe. And what it will do is continue to suck the life out of you, even if you try everything for it not to do that. I, I do have some strategies that I will teach you in order to mitigate that, but you have to understand that this is a more molecular energetic thing going on. And so you don't have as much control over it because what we tend to do as human beings is we tend to think that because of our emotional neediness or maybe our abandonment or our fear of being alone or our fear and scarcity mindset around being able to attract different opportunities, we think that we can be in relationships with people that we know that we shouldn't be in, relationships with people that are not for our highest and best good. We associate with people that are not on our vibrational wavelength. We continue to participate in situations that bring us down or go to places that we know feel a little bit funny to us. And we put ourselves in metaphorical danger or even sometimes physical danger because we are not using our empathic skills that we have in a way that is optimal. And so we're thereby, therefore, getting such drive. Um, okay. So this is important for you to understand because there are usually only three choices in any circumstance, any relationship, right? So if you are a high vibrational person or you, you even if you're not way up in um, self-actualization and spirituality, maybe you're just trying to live your best life and you're trying to get your career going and you're trying to save money and do all the things and be happy and whatever that is for you. If you are a high vibrational energy person, you have to understand that you are going to lose energy when you go into low vibrational situations. There is really nothing that you can do to like turn the faucet off and not let anything take any of your energy. That puts the onus back on you around what you're going to allow to take away from you because just understand it's a given, it's immutable, it's going to take your energy away. Also, you need to understand this because if you are in a similar vibration, usually those vibrations, they will stay in an even concentration. So what does that look like in your life? What it looks like is that if you are with people that think like you, um, that want to be a better person, that are striving to be better, and you guys are moving in the same direction and aligned, that can be a beautiful, powerful energy because you are uplifting each other and holding space for each other, moving forward with each other. When you go into a, a job like that, you feel happy to be at your job, et cetera. However, a lot of the times it creates stagnant situations. We have these stagnant situations in our relationships. We have these stagnant situations in our job and our career or the things that we want to improve. Because again, when you look around you, if the people are just like you, or if the energy is matching your energy in the situation, then nothing is going to change. And so you also have to understand that. You have to understand that because either you're going to be stagnant or you're going to be happy and content. 
And at the end of the day, it'll just depend on what type of a people you associate with and what type of an energy that you're around. And then the third thing that you're gonna have to understand is that low vibes can increase by being around high vibes. This is important because if you feel like, you know, you are, you've given so much. So, you know, cause we're talking about protecting our energy and you start to take on all this negativity because of the relationships that you've been in or the circumstances that you've been in and you find yourself lowering and um, feeling like you are starting to get stuck and down and depressed because of either people you hang out with or have to talk to or deal with or the energy of the room or what have you, then you can understand that the way that you can lift yourself up is by surrounding yourself with things that are high vibrational. Even if you don't have these people in your atmosphere, you can uplift yourself through watching YouTube videos of people that are uplifting, being in memberships and groups with people that are uplifting and trying to be better, all of those things. So again, we're high vibes will lose energy in low vibe situations. This has pros and cons. The negativity, the negativity of that situation, if you're a high vibe person, will be that you will inherently not be as powerful. This is important. I, I need you to understand this because we're going to, the number one re thing that's going to help you protect your energy is to be brave enough to not continue to stay in situations when you feel that the energy is off. You are an empath. You can feel it. So when you are a healthy empath, and we'll talk about that also, you need to be brave enough to disconnect from things that don't feel right or people that don't feel right. And that doesn't make you wrong. And it doesn't mean that you're not compassionate, but this can be negative because if you're high vibrational, or even if you want to be high vibrational, you will not be as powerful as you could be if you continue to try to function in low vibe situations or interact with low vibrational people. That could be triggering, right? Because you, you love people, you care about people, you're compassionate. And that's the whole reason why, you, you know, you get your energy taken and people just want to, you know, suck it off of you. So I do want you to understand that there is a positive way to be a high vibrational person and associate with low vibrational um, people or be in low vibrational situations. And that is if you are healthy enough to share your vibes with low vibrational people or in low vibrational situations, knowing that they are going to drain you. So it's acceptance of what is, it's not trying to force or change something because that never works. If you want to continue to associate, that is a decision that you are now going to make. And so you have to just accept that some of your energy is going to be taken away. And we'll talk more about how you can do it in a more um, positive, compassionate way in this discussion as well. All right, so I already mentioned this. I said like vibes will stay like. That's a less disruptive situation if you're in a desired state, like your job is desired, you, you, your partner is desirable, like you all are doing well. I call that stable. That's a stable situation. But for a lot of us, there becomes this stagnancy, right? Because maybe through our paradigms, our limited conditioning, the way that we grew up, 
nine times out of 10, we have friends that think the same as us. We have family members that think the same as us. In fact, I teach the ladies in my um, membership and the clients that I coach that a lot of the times about 80% of the thoughts that we have every day are the same thoughts that we had the day before. And about 80% of those thoughts are negative. So we're not changing our thoughts. We're thinking the same thing every day. And if I'm doing it, you're doing it, she's doing it, everybody's doing it. That means that the energy becomes super stagnant if you are in a situation that you don't think is desirable or in a relationship that you don't think is desirable. And then I mentioned that low vibrations can increase by being around high vibrations. So this is positive because low vibrations, so if you're in a low vibe, if you know somebody around you that's in a low vibe, or if you happen to be like going to work and it's a low vibe, it can become higher. I'm not saying that they will be in that situation bringing you down. That low vibrational energy can be lifted by being in better energy. So if you do decide that, and now it's a decision, right? If you do decide that you are high vibrational and you know that when you go, let's say you go to work and everything is low vibe, you know that some of your energy is going to be taken away, but you're okay with that because it lifts the energy in the room, then that could be positive for you if you can do that in a healthy way. Or if you know that you're associating with someone that maybe is lower vibrational than you and you're willing to give them some of your energy in a healthy way, like for instance, it could be like, you know, me and coaching. I know that I'm high vibration when I compare my energy to my client's energy. And so I'm willing to give some of what I have to them in order to help uplift them. So that is very positive. But most of the time, that is not what we do. We subconsciously or sometimes consciously let low vibrational energy bring us down because it takes the high vibes that we've either created or are trying to create and it pulls us down with them. And while we're being that lifeline and giving our energy to this low vibrational being, this low vibrational energy person situation, then we become depleted. We become worn out. We become resentful. But at the same time, they don't because they have a totally different experience. If you're not the low vibe person and somebody is low vibe and taking from you, they have a totally different experience of their relationship with you because you are giving them something that impacts their life in a positive way. And whether they know it or not, they're going to consciously, unconsciously keep taking from you because it uplifts their energy. And as human beings, even if we um, admit it or not, we were put on this earth to be expansive and abundant and high vibe. That's one of the whole purposes of us being here. So if, you know, I've been there, you, you're in a relationship and you're giving your all to somebody and they are not giving their all, they keep taking from you. You try to explain it. You try to tell them how you feel. They tell you you're too emotional, calm down, blah, 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 blah. They don't get it because they're not the per they're not on the other side of that energy they're give, taking your high vibrational energy. So it feels good to them to be with you, whether they know it or not. They don't experience the same trauma that you do. They don't look at the relationship the same way you do or feel the same way you do. So of course, 
you guys are going to have an incongruent view and alignment when it comes to how you experience the relationship. And like I said, this can happen in circumstances as well. Depending on your own energy and the circumstance or the relationship that you find yourself in, you need to ask yourself this question so that you can start to flip this around and learn about your energy and learn how to protect your energy. And also via the things that I've talked about, also learn how you can build your energy. And the question you should ask yourself before you look at the people you're interacting with or look at the circumstances you're in are asking yourself, are you a giver or a taker? Of the things that you choose to participate in, you can then ask yourself the people that you're in relation with, the people you have to interact with most on day to day, the people that you keep close to you, the situation that you have to go to when you go to work, when you go to the store, where your house is, are they high vibrational or are they low vibrational? Because it's going to help you understand ultimately what needs to happen for you to be able to live the life that you want and to protect your energy on an ultimate level. I want to go back to one last thing and then I'm going to pause for questions. So if you have questions, concerns, feedback, aha moments, start typing them in the chat. But again, remember I said, depending on your energy and your circumstances and your relationships, you need to ask yourself first and foremost, if you feel drained, depleted, what have you, are you a giver or a taker? And it's not based on your opinion of what you think you're doing, because sometimes we think we're doing the most, giving the most, and we're not. So what I want you to think about when you think about if you're a giver or a taker, I want you to look at this chart here. And I want you to think about how you show up in life and your relationships and work and the store and your home and how you approach these things. How's your general attitude? And if you find that you are sometimes discouraged, you're worried, you have self-doubt, you blame, angry, jealous, blah, 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 blah. Even though you may on the surface feel like you are, you know, you got it together. These are things that take. And you may be more, um, let's say, blame um, ridden and maybe you worry and maybe other people in your house are fearful. So in your own house, because you're up here and they're down here, yes, you may be high vibe in your own situation, but now let's talk about how we pollute the, the work environment that we go into or the circumstances that we have to see ourselves in when we have to be around people that are maybe neutral or maybe they are hopeful or positive or maybe they are happy or they expect good things in their life or they believe in better things in their life. Then look at how that puts you in your own house with all this drama, then yeah, you might be high vibe. But I want to know in every circumstance of your life, are you showing up as a high vibe person or not? And if you are up here most of your time, then great. Then we just need to look at in that high vibe situation, how is low vibrational stuff going to impact you so you can prepare for that. However, if you find yourself being fearful and anxious and worrying and having doubt and blame and not positive, then you may need to check yourself because some other reason why you may feel depleted and resentful and all the things has to do with you playing a part in being a taker as well. And so you want to look at that. 
So that is not an opinion-based question. I want you to really think about how you show up in your world and if you're a giver or a taker, and then look at other people and other situations to decide what they are. So now I'm gonna talk a little bit more about empathy because I think a lot of us are probably in this conversation because we are very compassionate. We are very gifted to be able to sense the energy that's around us and be able to hold space for other people's energy. Or like I said, if somebody's sad, we can feel in our heart when someone's sad. And if we go out in public and we're in a low, low vibe state, like for me is Walmart. I mean, Walmart has some great deals. I'll go in there, but I do not like going in there because it has a low vibe. And so, you know, we can sense that the energy of the people of the space maybe higher or low and we pick up on that and we can feel that but i want us to understand it in a way that is practical because in this day and age where people are wearing spirituality like a badge of honor or is trending i don't know that people truly understand what's going on and some people confuse being an empath with sensitivity levels meaning that I'm an empath because I'm super sensitive and I feel all the feels. And then maybe somebody that doesn't feel all the feels, you know, we consider them to not be an empath. And that's not true. Your sensitivity level is not connected to how empathic you are. So they're not the same thing. Everyone is an empath. What varies is the degree of empathy felt by each one of us and how it is expressed. At its worst, our empathy, the degree of empathy that we express, it can be maladaptive. And so I don't want you to look at it as a badge of honor just to say, I'm an empath for the sake of being an empath because I feel all the feels and pick up on all the things. Because if you are maladaptive in your empathy style, you don't have to be that way. That is not something that is out of your control. On the contrary, you can control your empathy and you can control how you express that empathy. So I'm gonna teach you about how to do that. There are levels of empathy. So all of us are empaths. If you, if someone that says I'm an empath and you think that it's cool because you're picking up on all the feels, that's not, that's not the way you, um, you express empathy. And if you're doing that, what I, I just want you to know that you control this. You don't have to be that person that's taken out of your centering because of somebody you interacted with or some situation that you went in, like going into Walmart. You can still hold your space for yourself. So there's three levels here. There's cognitive empathy, emotional empathy, and compassionate empathy in the model that I'm sharing with you here today. Cognitive empathy um, could be what some people would call like a, a sociopath because these people can ex they, they understand empathy. I, there's very few people that cannot understand empathy. They just may not understand it in relation to you. And we talked about that, right? People have, depending on if they're givers or takers, they have different views of what's going on with energy, either consciously or unconsciously. But cognitive empathy is when you can understand with your mental processes what somebody may be going through. Um, this Usually you'll see this kind of empathy in work or in strategizing where maybe you're trying to negotiate a deal. Let's say you're trying to buy a house and you're trying to think about 
what you could do, what this person is thinking, what they might be feeling. And then you say the right thing, do the right thing, make the right offer so that you can get the deal on the house. So that's using your brain to understand like the perspective of something else, someone else. Whereas emotional empathy, which is what most people, they, they stop here and then it gets really maladaptive. And that's where we get ourselves screwed. This emotional empathy is when we start to feel. And there is a level of feeling that we all should have. You know, we have to be able to not only put ourselves in the shoes mentally because mental can be very cold, but you do have to have some sort of warmth and compassion when you're dealing with other people. And so your emotions allow you to connect with people that are maybe going through hard times or emotionally connect with maybe even somebody that's angry, angry and feel a little bit of that anger. But this is the true level of empathy that you want to be striving for. And this is the level that most people do not do well. And it's called compassionate empathy. And when you get to a space where you can develop your empathic abilities, that sensitivity, that compassion, that love that God gave you to share with everybody else out in this world, then you are expressing empathy while also honoring the natural connection by considering the senses of the situation of another person or the feelings of another person without losing your center. That is the key. That means you can be around a negative person, but you stay centered. Even if they're taking your energy unconsciously, you still are centered. They're not throwing you off. You're not going down a spiral in a rabbit hole with them, losing all your stuff that you work so hard for or your space because they're off. Or when I go into Walmart and I see all this craziness and I can feel it around me, but it doesn't make me spiral to the level of the people that are making me feel so negative or uncomfortable. I can still hold my center, get my groceries, get my deals and get out of Walmart without losing myself, losing my center in that interaction. And that is the key to compassionate energy, excuse me, empathy. So compassionate empathy is about taking a middle ground and it's about using your emotional intelligence because it's important to effectively respond to a situation with loving detachment because it's not yours, it's theirs. It doesn't mean you don't have to have an open heart toward them or toward situations, but you do have to have a loving detachment. And in all actuality, to help people that you care about when maybe they're going through hard times and maybe they're being a little bit negative is certainly not by attaching to that um, their energy, it's by loving detachment. And I'll show you specifically how you can do this, um, an exercise you can use to do this. So again, this, when people are like, I'm an empath, I'm picking up on the fields and blah, 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 blah. This is probably where you are stuck at. And this can become toxic because the downside of emotional empathy occurs when people lack the ability to manage their own distressing emotions. So you have these emotions um, and the other person has these emotions. I'm going to say, because most of us in here came to this because they want, we want to learn how to protect our energy, then we're probably around some low vibrational situations. And in fact, scientifically, we're not going to be able to totally cut off the faucet to allow people to take from our energy. So the, the biggest solution, right, is to be in as many high vibrational or situations that align with us as possible. However, 
when we get into these low vibrational situations or circumstances, we don't manage our own emotions. We don't manage them. And so we start to have a little bit of distress because of the people around us that are distressed or the job that's distressing. And because we don't manage it, we start to have psychological exhaustion and we start to burn out and everything starts to seem overwhelming, right? Going to the store to get groceries is overwhelming. Um, going to a concert, going out in public at an extreme, right? Some people don't even leave their house because of this emotional faucet, I'm gonna say channel, this emotional channel that they are unable to control. And so when you're picking up on this energy, you're not managing the distressing emotions that you're picking up on. So it's not even the person, right? Cause you can be protecting yourself in these situations. It's you not being able to manage it appropriately. This is also another key that you have to understand. Some of you think that what you are experiencing is like high sensitivity empathy. But what you truly are experiencing is a response, a trauma response due to unhealed trauma. So what that means is that your hypersensitivity and your emotional reactivity, et cetera, could be a clue that you have unhealed trauma. And one problem with not understanding this is that you will misread current situations as being in alignment with the original situation that caused you trauma. So for instance, I'm trying to think of something that would make sense. This may be a little extreme. Let's say that as a child that you went through some sort of a physical abuse, a physically abusive situation, and you're now in a uh, circumstance where you, because you're very sensitive and you haven't done the work to heal the trauma from your past, are now in a situation that you believe feels similar to what you experienced in the past. And so you read that as you being empathic and picking up on something that's not there, or you overreact um, and your emotional reactivity is not, you know, what it should be in alignment with the current situation. And so you create this, this response that you think is an empathic response when really it's called a trauma response. A lot of people, because of the work that I do with like um, the tarot, astrology, the healing and that sort, there are people that will come to me to teach them how to be spiritual mentors. I'm going to be honest with you all. A lot of, um, because of spirituality being trending, a lot of people out here are taking work, taking training to be healers, but they have not done this work. I want you to be very careful in your own life because you have to, you know, you can only care for and control yourself, but also make sure that you look at the people very closely of, um, you know, of your teachers, of your healers, because they often will give information um, and be that more spiritual psychic information or otherwise from this space of hypersensitivity, emotional reactivity, et cetera, mistaking that for being some sort of um, psychic sensitivity. 
And I just put that in there because not only do we have this going on in our own life that we mistake for being empathic, and then we, you see it in self-sabotaging relationships, right? You had trauma in a previous relationship and you think that you're picking up on cues from your current partner when in fact, there's nothing really going on right there. You're just, you are being emotional reactive and you are being hypersensitive because you haven't dealt with the issues that you had to heal the the things that you had in the previous relationship before moving on to another one. So it's a lot of self-awareness that goes on when we actually are learning to protect our energy. So now what do you do about it? Let's talk about what you do about it. All right. So the first thing we can do is compassionate visualization. I love this technique. So for those of you that may be the higher vibe person and you are in relationships with people that are struggling, like for instance, a lot of the things that um, I have witnessed, like in my own family, people that are, you know, addicted to drugs or they have a scarcity mentality and I want to help them. Right. I want to, I want them to do better, but I cannot sacrifice my center to help them, especially if they're not in a place to want to be helped. So compassionate visualization is you knowing that you don't have to be the savior and you can send love and kindness and healing to the people that you care about without thinking that you are the person that has to fix it. And one of the ways that you can do this is by getting into a meditative state and visualizing the highest and best situation for that person. So that may be you visualizing them on the other side when they're healed and when they're happy, or it may be you visualizing them experiencing the abundance and all of the things that they could have in their life if they had taken the time to, to drop the scarcity mindset and do that mindset work. So compassionate visualization is a, is a really good tool that will help you learn to let go of their energy but not feel like you're not doing anything and, and visualize this. And it's powerful because let's say um, we often do it unconsciously in things like prayer circles or things like that. We have people holding love and light and kindness for people that are struggling or healing or, healing or low, but we're not actually putting ourselves in the place to be the one that saves them, which is when it starts to become unhealthy. So that's compassionate visualization. If you have any questions about that, you can start typing it in the chat box. The next method that I like um, is our barrier methods. I like these methods for if you have to go into the place like the Walmart or if you have to go to work, right? We live in a real world where we're real world problems where we have to sometimes maybe go to work because we have a family to support and bills to pay. We can't just quit our job because it's negative and it doesn't work. However, what can help you learn to protect your energy and not participate in in low vibe situations as much as possible are to keep a token or some sort of a totem in a prominent place. Like for instance, you could put a picture on your desk of something that you love or somebody that you love. And every time you feel low vibe, you look at that picture or you feel like you're getting sucked off your center. You can look at this picture as a way to bring you back to your center. It's just a thing that you put in place visually so that it reminds you to stay in your center, especially if you're in difficult situations or circumstances. Not so much relationships I don't use this one for, 
The other thing that you can do is a white light or protective meditation or visualization. So like if work sucks for you, then before you go into work at lunchtime, when you go to the bathroom, take a few moments and just visualize a white light of protection surrounding you from all that negativity. And that will protect you energetically as well. Um, so that works really good also in situations and circumstances as well. What this also does, you know, the totem, like I said, you can look at it and it brings you back to center. The white light or protective meditations can also help you just um, subconsciously to not allow not only negativity to come out, but not allow you to stoop down either. So you're protecting how much energy you're letting out as well. And then we have cleansing methods. These are the methods that are most powerful or not powerful, popular right now. We all know prayer. So if prayer is something that you turn to, then use prayer. You could say a prayer to cleanse a room or an intention. It depends on what you believe in, but those are absolutely enough for you to cleanse any negativity out of your space, out of your aura. Um, I know like when I worked in the ER, when I was a floor nurse, I, I used crystals a lot. Um, so I would use more protecting crystals, grounding crystals like tourmaline, or it depends. Like if I felt more grounded and more low and I felt like I was dragging, I would just pay attention to my body. And sometimes I would bring in other protective crystals, but the two that I mentioned are going to be some of the ones that you will want to carry around to help not only protect you from negativity, but also cleanse negative energy. And those stones are also very helpful to keep you in your center, that space that is your space of power. Uh, other things that help are smoke. So you can burn some incense, sage, a candle, what have you, and that candle or sage or whatever can clear the room. Bonus points if you pick um, certain types of smoke or scents um, so combining aromatherapy with the actual product that you're using that's producing the smoke. So, um, you know, for love, cleansing out bad, you know, bad energy around love, maybe you might get a rose quartz incense and, or a rose incense and then put that smoke in the room to help clear the energy of, say, your bedroom. Um, there's also sprays. Um, when I was first starting Yashika's Intuition, I used to make these custom sprays for people and I, I would do a little reading for them. I would pick water-safe crystals for them and I would blend aromatherapy and oils and all the things to make a spray so that they could spray that around to cleanse the room based on their um, situation. Um, sound also clean, cleans the room. You see people using sound bowls and gongs and things like that, chanting, ohms, things like that. But it can also be as simple as turning on music that you find uplifting, that can also cleanse a room. All right, and then the other things that are gonna cleanse the room, and these are to me the most powerful, but they require you to be in that center space, your space of power in your life, which is where you wanna live anyway, is um, your boundaries and your self-awareness. So number one, you always need to ask yourself if something is draining your energy, if you feel depleted when you go into a situation or a circumstance or you're with the people that you care about and when you get back home or you get alone, you're like, dang, they just took everything that I had. Then you need to ask yourself, are you operating from a place of compassionate empathy? Because if you are, that is less likely to happen. So the onus comes on you to shift yourself from that emotional empathy or that um, 
um, that cognitive empathy and actually start to operate in this compassionate empathy that I'm talking about, because that's where your power is when you want to be there for other people and assist other people and bring them up. Um, secondly, don't participate in drama or overaction, overreactions. There are times in life where we are going to have to react, but <laughs> When we choose to react, there are also times in life when, especially, you know, it's not life or death. And most of the things that we're going through are not life and death. So there are times where you may have to react, but there are times where you can also not react. And when you don't react, it actually causes the situation to fizzle out or become less powerful or less charged. So what does that look like? That looks like if you have to deal with somebody because they're in your family and you're not about to cut your family off, then maybe you just don't give that energy. If they come to you with drama and you stay neutral, that drama is going to dissipate. You may have to get a lot of it coming at you before you're able to allow it to dissipate, but it will eventually um, fizzle out. And that is not only... Um, relational that's also scientific that the energy exchange will start to decrease the more that you don't participate in it and then the third thing this is the most important thing and it's about becoming self-aware so the self-awareness is what what type of empath are you that day in that instance right but it's also what is your energy what are you operating from are you operating from anger or like Ramona shared so openly, grief, or is it you're operating from love and joy? So you always check yourself when you feel like something is depleting and draining. Or what about trauma? Is there any trauma in the background that's causing you to mistake empathy for hypersensitivity and overreaction and um, post-traumatic stress when in fact those things that you're reacting to are trauma that needs to be healed and dealt with? Or what about this? What is your neediness level? Because a lot of us, we continue to allow our state, our high vibrational state operate with other people that are in a low vibrational state because we are, have this feeling of not wanting to be alone. Or we have this feeling that we need to get our needs met from other people. And so we will hold on to things that we know we shouldn't hold on to that is actually causing us to not be in our highest and best situation. So what is your neediness level? And also for yourself, if you're not meeting your own needs, then that could also make you be needy with the people that you're with, or let's even talk about jobs. If you're not feeding your soul, because in your heart, you know that your purpose and the skills that you need to acquire are somewhere else, but you're too scared to go for that promotion or you scared to um, you know, do the things that you need to do to elevate yourself. And there's a neediness that will start to tap into because of your own needs not being there. All right. And then the level of respect for yourself that goes hand in hand with your boundaries and your self-awareness. If you are lacking in respect for yourself, then you're going to find that you're going to allow people to run roughshod over you and your emotions and your feelings. And so that's something that you have to get a grip on. What is your respect for yourself?
This right here is the key. All the other things I told you are tools to help you to manage your um, energy, but the key to managing your energy truly and decreasing your stress and not letting people take advantage of you and have better relationships and having a good connection to yourself all hinges on one thing, and that's you mastering yourself through the things that I've taught you in this class and through the things that you can learn to do other things in the future and build upon your power. Because when you have a vision and a purpose and a deep knowledge of yourself, you are able to transcend a lot of things that cause you pain in your life. You start to understand yourself and others better, right? We just had a whole class where there's probably some gems for all of us, even me, I know this, but when I teach it, each time I learn something new. So we understand ourselves better and we also understand the people that we have to deal with a little bit better. And we become more in tune with our environment. And all of this allows us to live life more responsively so that we don't find ourselves in a reactionary state where we feel depleted and drained and overwhelmed because of all the things that have happened to us that we've not been aware of because we don't have that personal mastery built into our our day-to-day and our mindset. So personal mastery will also put you in creative control of what you want to experience in life. This personal mastery will give you the ability to have integrity to align because it's the key, right? For most of us, the things that are causing us the most problem or have caused us the most problem in the past are not our job. That comes and goes. It's the people that we choose to be intimately aligned with. And when you learn to master yourself with this self-awareness, you are able to have the integrity to align with relationships and circumstances only if they serve you, but you're still able to hold space for the people that you love and the people that matter in a more healthy way, a more compassionate, a truly compassionate way. You learn to discipline yourself and to stop that energetic chain reaction that I told you about. If you don't feed it, scientifically it will fizzle out but you have to be the master of that or else the the lower vibrational person is going to keep this going even if they don't know that they're doing it because it's a positive exchange for them versus you you also get to learn how to leverage all of who you are intellectually and spiritually so that you can approach life from the place of power that i keep talking about so it's a way of life this protecting your energy protecting your boundaries It's a way of life where you're treating yourself and you're treating others with kindness, acceptance, and love while standing in your own power. And so that resembles a gentle strength that doesn't need to be seen or heard to thrive. You are living your life from a more empowered place. And when you do that, when you stand in your power and are still able to hold space for somebody in a healthy way, it is your own choice and it's way less painful. You have a way less stressful life. Um, because you're here in willingness or maybe even neutral or maybe you have courage because you left a situation or love or joy or optimism or hope so you continue to stay high vibe so when you stay high vibe you can give when you want to people don't take from you unless you want them to take and when they do you know that it's going to happen so you know it's going to fill you up again but then at the same time this is also a place coincidentally where you either manifest, materialize, call in, 
great things in your life. This is the state that you have to be in in order to have that. So do you see how all of these things kind of feed off of one another to help you have a powerful life? All right, I'm gonna stop screen sharing. I wanna see if you ladies have any questions.